Hey, I'm so glad to have you online this morning. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and usually on Thanksgiving I eat way too much and take a few naps, which, as I get older, honestly is beginning to be my definition of a great day, food and naps. But if this is your first time with us online, man, we're so glad that you have come to experience the Ridge. We hope you experience two things when you're with us. Number one is the love of Jesus Christ. You know, if for nothing else in this world, we have reason to give thanks for the love of a Heavenly Father who saves us from our sins. And number two, we want you to experience a different kind of church. We like to do things a tad bit differently here at the Ridge. And one of the things that we've done differently is this Sunday. We're, we're not having in-person worship service, but we've moved to online worship for two reasons. Um, one is due to the holidays. And number two, we're encouraging families to go out and to shop together for this year's Christmas Angel Tree, to do a little mission project together as a family. And I just want to thank everybody who's taken the opportunity to make this Christmas season special for the children in the foster homes and also the teenagers who are facing chemo at the Children's Hospital of Atlanta. And for everybody who goes shopping today as a family, I want you to know that the office is going to be open tomorrow, Monday, November 30th, from 9 o'clock in the morning until 7 at night, okay, to accept your gifts, okay? So just bring them by, and then we're going to make sure that the coordinators have the opportunity to get them all and to have them delivered um, by December 1st. December 1st is really our deadline, but bring them by on Monday. Okay, so that's a lot about Christmas right there. But you know what? I'm still in the Thanksgiving mood. I know now that Thanksgiving is over, man, we're officially in the season of Christmas and we're so excited about Christmas, but, but I want to just stop and take a Sunday to give thanks because honestly, I don't know that we're always very good at that. Now, hold on. I'll take that back just a little bit because I do believe that being raised in the South, my parents taught me and your parents probably taught you and I taught my girls to always say thank you. Like I remember when they were young, my girls were little, I remember just following them around constantly saying, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? And it stuck because I can honestly say that my girls have great manners and if they forget their manners for some reason, you let me know, okay? But saying thank you in the South is really important. How often do we really just stop and thank God? I mean, think about it. When we receive some good news, when we feel the embrace of our child, when we hear a great testimony, when we walk outside and see the glory of God's creation in the middle of changing seasons, when we wake up in the morning and we have breath in our lungs, like how often do we stop and give thanks? I would venture to say not enough, not enough. And you know why I think this is? I think one of the main reasons is because we tend to focus on the negative things that are happening around us. In fact, the holidays can be very hard for some people. Thanksgiving is not an easy holiday, especially this year, especially in 2020. Because let's be honest, it's been hard to give thanks in the middle of a pandemic when we're locked inside so much or when we have watched people that we know get sick or even have died from this disease. And you know what? On the other side of things, there are other issues that we face as well. You know, it's hard to give thanks when you're in pain. Like, how can you be thankful when the doctor just came in and gave you some bad news? How can you be thankful when the person that you love walks in and tells you that they don't feel like they love you anymore? How can you be thankful when you just got laid off of work and you just can't seem to find what's next? You know, 2020 has been a tough year for many people. And I could stand up here and I could give you more and more examples, but I, I don't want to do that because I, I don't want to just depress us. I think we're all reminded of just how hard life can be. 
And yet, the Bible tells us to always be thankful. One of my favorite verses is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So this verse says that it's God's will for us to give thanks. But, but the key here, and I'll say it again, is to give thanks in all circumstances. There's a big difference between the word in and the word for. So God doesn't expect you to be grateful for everything that happens in life, for everything that has happened this past year. 2020 has been tough, okay? There's a lot that has happened between COVID and the hurricanes and the bulldogs losing to Florida, okay? A lot of bad things in the world. So I'm not grateful for the disease that takes over in someone's life. I'm not grateful when there's racial divides. I'm not grateful for war. But the Bible says that I can still be thankful in everything. Why? It's because even in the darkest times, even in the worst moments, even when my life has been falling apart, even in 2020, there's always some good things that I can thank God for. And again, while I'm really good at thanking others, you know, because we live in South Georgia, that's what we do. We thank, we thank each other for everything, right? I may not be as good at thanking God when things aren't going so well. And you know what? If that sounds a little bit like you right now, I want to give you five things this morning that you can always be grateful for. So what are the things that I can always thank God for no matter what's going on? The first thing is grace. The Bible says I can always be thankful for the grace that God has shown me. What is grace? We talked about this a couple of weeks back. Grace is when God gives me what I need and not what I deserve. Do you know the phrase that I remember that struck fear in my heart and made me act right when I was a kid? Here's the phrase. Wait till you get home. Wait till you get home. How many of you were afraid of that phrase? And be honest, parents sitting there watching this this morning, how many of you have used that phrase? I've used that phrase, right? Why does that strike fear? It's because you know as a child that you just did something and you deserve to be in trouble, but your parents don't want to show out in front of other people, right? So you just wait till we get home. And you knew that you were in trouble. Do you know with everything that we've done in our lives, a lot of people walk around feeling guilty because they view God up in heaven going, just wait till you get home. I mean, just wait till you stand in front of me, right? Just wait till you get face to face with God because then, then you're going to get what's coming. But you know what's great about the gospel message? Instead of us being punished, Christ was punished on our behalf. So we ask for forgiveness. And because of that, we are forgiven, even though we don't deserve it. Salvation is God's grace to us. And you know what else? Really, everything in your life is a gift of God's grace. The, the air you breathe, that's God's grace to you. You don't own it. You didn't buy it. In fact, the Bible says that every good and perfect gift that we have, everything in your life, you owe to God. He gave you life. He gave you sight. He gave you a beating heart. He gave you your voice. It's all God's grace. Ephesians 2.8 says you have been saved by grace through believing. You did not save yourselves. It was a gift from God. Again, it's a gift. I can't earn my way into heaven. I can't buy my way in. I can't bargain my way in. It's grace. It's God's gift given to us. So you know what? I can be grateful that His grace is with me every day. And then when I get to my heavenly home and I see God face to face, 
that I don't get what I deserve, what I have coming to me, but rather what I get is a warm embrace. The second thing we can be grateful for are plans. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. I can always be thankful for the plans that God has for me. The grace He shows to me and the plans that He has for me are good. And I I want you to know that God has great plans for your life. You know, as I say that, I also realize it's very obvious that life isn't always good, right? A lot of bad things happen. Things that are pretty difficult. You know, we were fully aware this past year that life is not like an episode or of a sitcom, right? Life isn't like the episodes on Full House where the family is perfect and all the problems are worked through within a 30-minute episode, right? That's not how it happens in the McElrath household, and I guarantee you the same is true for you. So here's where I'm going with that. Even though life is not always good, God is always good. Okay, I want you to know God's plan for you, for your life, is always good. Now, you may hear me say that and you might be thinking, well, it doesn't feel so good right now. Not everything that has happened in my life has been good. So how can you say that God's plan is good? Because this plan, what I'm going through right now, it doesn't seem very good. It seems kind of messed up. Well, here's what I'd say. God doesn't necessarily plan everything that happens in your life. Okay, for example... God doesn't plan the evil things to happen, okay? We shouldn't try to blame God, here's a big one, for our mistakes, for the choices that we make. Don't blame Him for your choices. Let me give you an illustration of this. You know what I love about the map features on, on, on my app is that they show you where traffic is blocked up. And when you see a traffic, you know, blocked up on the maps, it'll reroute you around the traffic, which is pretty amazing. So a few years ago, we're in Athens trying to get out after a football game, which is always a mess. And I see the red mark on the road for traffic. And it says to take a right. And it mapped out this whole alternate route for me, right? And I was like, nah, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. And of course, I hit bumper-to-bumper traffic. Now, when I'm sitting in that mess, is it right for me to get mad at the app? Or should I get upset with myself? I'm the one that made the choice to drive right into it when I should have followed the plan. Listen, God's got a plan. We're just not always so good at following His directions. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you, and I will give you hope and a good future. You see, God has a plan for your life. And once you put your hand in God's hand, He says, you know what? I'm going to get you where you need to be. Okay, And you know what's great about this is that you may choose this or you may go here or you may do that. You may make a wrong turn every now and then and you're going to mess up because that's what we do. But one way or another, God always has a plan for us to be with Him and to be a part of the good work that He has for each one of us. So can I be thankful for that? You better believe it because that means that my salvation is in Christ, right? My hand is in His, and He's going to pull me towards Him no matter what happens in life, no matter which turn I make. He is there working with me and rerouting me to get me back where I need to be. So I'm thankful for His grace that saves me. I'm thankful for for His plan for my life. The third thing that I'm thankful for is the promise. And here's here's one promise that I want to focus on. I'm always thankful for God's promise to never leave me. Think about that for just a minute, okay? There's never a moment in your life that God isn't with you. 
God has his eye on you. He is watching you. And you know what? That's a powerful truth. Hebrews 13, 5 says this. He says, I will never leave you or let you be alone. That's awesome. Okay, so here's the wonderful part of this promise. This scripture isn't there to try to get us to stay out of trouble like you better act right because God's always watching, right? He's, he's always with you. He's, he's always looking at you. It's not like that. It's not there to coerce us into staying out of trouble. It's actually there to comfort us in trouble. There's a big difference in that. There isn't a moment in your life, a trouble you face. There's not a situation that you can find yourself in where we'll ever be alone or separated from God. He never, ever leaves us. And even still, when we say that, when we read scripture, some of us don't always feel like that's right. You know what gets me are the commercials that advertise a new drug on the market. And they talk about 10 seconds about the drug and how great it is. And then they talk for like 30 seconds about all the side effects. Like your arm may fall off, right? Or you may experience an abnormal amount of sweat. You know, and at the end of it, I'm like, I'm scared to take this thing because I don't know what's going to happen to me. You know, some of us feel like there's a lot of fine print when it comes to God's presence. Like he'll be with us as long as fill in the blank. You know, as long as I do this, or as long as I say this, or as long as I go here. But you know what? There's no fine print. Okay? His promise is to never leave us. Let, let me give you another verse. Isaiah 43, 2. It says, when you go through deep waters, God says, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown because he's with us. Now, the reason I share that verse with you is because there has been a lot of us that there are a lot of us that have been traveling through some deep waters this year. And my hunch is that a lot of us feel like we're just in over our heads. Maybe this year has just left you wondering if God is really with you. And you're, you're wondering if you're wading through the deep waters all on your own. And the answer is no. Okay. God promises that not only is he with us, but he keeps our head above water the whole time. So you know what? I can always thank God for the grace he gives for the plan he has for me, for the promise that he makes to never leave me. Let me give you another one. How about this one? For the change. Change. I can always be thankful for the changes that God is making in me. So here's the good news. Here's the good news, okay? No matter what I'm facing, no matter what you're facing, no matter how difficult things may be or something is, God can use it. This is that Romans 8:28 principle. God can use it to change me for the better. But look at how Paul puts it in Romans 5. He says this, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials because we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope in salvation. That's awesome. So, so why does this bring us joy? It's because your character, here, here's the deal. Your character, who you are, is the only thing you're going to take to heaven, okay? You're only taking you to heaven. You're not taking your career. You're not taking your reputation. You're not taking your money. You're not taking your hobbies as much as you love doing them. You're not taking your clothes or your car. The only thing in heaven is you. So you know what? That means you ought to be working more on you because if you don't work on you, then you're not really taking much to heaven, are you? So here's the good news. Even though it may feel like 2020 has been against you, even though it, sometimes it feels like even other people are working against me, you can be thankful that God is working in you. In fact, I'm going to give you a little confession right now. You ready for it? I'm not all that I should be. 
I mean, I know I may look like I've got my act together, but sometimes there are moments where I feel like I'm just barely hanging on, right? I, I am not all that I should be, but thank God He's working on me. He is changing me. In fact, if you don't like me right now, hang on, because I'm getting better. So I can thank God for the changes that He works in me. And the greatest change that we can be thankful for is when the day comes when we're finally at home with Him. And here's the last one. Here's the last one. Point number five is home. I can always be thankful for the home that God has prepared for me. I can always be thankful that no matter what I'm going through, right, no matter what pain and experience, that the pain isn't going to last, that God has prepared a home for me in heaven. You know what? Even if nothing gets better in 2021, even if we face another pandemic in 10 years, I'm grateful that this life and what we have to endure is not all that there is, right? I'm grateful that there's more to life than right here and right now. I'm grateful that one day God will right all the wrongs. One day he will settle the score. One day justice will be served. Jesus said it this way in John 14. He says, there are many rooms in my father's house. I would not tell you this if it were not true. I am going there to prepare a place for you preparing a home for you. What an incredible promise. Like, I love that, that I am preparing a place for you. You know, I remember when Shannon and I bought our first house. We had a month of owning our first home, and we were still living in the parsonage at the time. So that allowed us to kind of get in there and do some painting and to get the furniture that we needed, to get some fixtures. And Shannon even painted a jungle across the wall of the girls' room. It was just amazing. But what it did was it gave us a chance to kind of prepare a home for a family to move into it. And I picture Jesus up in heaven just preparing your place, preparing our place to be with Him, just setting it all up for us. You know, we said this in our last series that Scripture says that Jesus wants to build a family, that we are children of God. So this idea of a home being made for us, it's just a pretty perfect picture. In fact, the Bible says that when we get there, when we get to that eternal home, that it, it's indescribable. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. Your heart can't even begin to imagine all the wonderful things that God has prepared for those who love Him. So we can be grateful for our future home with God. So you know what? Let me close this out saying, I know that we've had a stressful year. And the truth is, I don't really know how bad your struggle has been or your struggle is right now. But I would remind you that Scripture says that even in the middle of all that, we have every reason to give thanks to God. Even in the midst of those struggles, for His grace that saves, for His plans that He provides to get us back on track, for His presence that never leaves our sides, for the change that He can bring in us, and for the future home that He is preparing for us. Do you know, even though it's been a weird year, this Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving weekend that we're in, those who are in Christ really have every reason to be thankful. Let's pray together. Jesus, in this season of Thanksgiving, we thank you for providing us with everything we need. We realize that we really don't deserve anything. And we confess our sins to you now, all the ways that we have messed up. 
God, just acknowledging that even in our brokenness, that you still pour out your grace and that you still love us. God, help us not to be so distracted by the things of this world and, and what 2020 has brought that we miss just how beautiful and precious you are. God, I pray that if for nothing else in this life, we would be thankful for the sacrifice you made so that we can receive salvation in you. Jesus, we love you. It's in your name we pray these things. Amen. Man, what a great message, if I do say so myself. Also, I have some announcements for you guys today. We're doing an angel tree this year, and we'll be asking you guys to purchase gifts for a special child associated with the foster care or the cancer center at Eggleston. Also, my online people, y'all can purchase gifts and mail them to the office if you want to do that. That is a possibility for you guys. We will also be having a Christmas Eve service outside at 5.30, so go ahead and put that on your calendar. And since we're talking about Christmas, Mr. Nathan and Miss Afton are preparing a nativity video play for our Ridge Runners this year. If you want your kid to be involved, please email Nathan at Nathan at theridgecolumbus.com. And finally, there's going to be a blood drive January 3rd at the Turner YMCA. If, there's some, if that is something you're interested in, you can sign up for that on the website. Also, you guys, we would love to know who else is worshiping with us today, so please don't forget to fill out those connect cards. You can also leave your prayer requests on there as well. We'd love to know how to be praying for you. Also, thank you so much again for giving. There's a link on the app for tithes and offerings as well. You guys are such a generous church. And if you have any questions at all about the online community or the service, email me and let me know at say at theridgecolumbus.com. Thank you so much again for joining us today, and I'll see you guys next Sunday.